We'll get back into this conversation in about 10 minutes. Uh, but right now, I want to have a conversation about something that we can celebrate that happened in our community over the weekend. Uh, it was the Alberta eSport Expo, and it was a huge success. And I spoke to this guest last week on uh, 630 Chad Mornings, uh, talking about what we were anticipating for this event, what it could look like, uh, and I would love to get a follow-up uh, in terms of his reaction to it. He's the Strategic Marketing and Academic Manager at Alberta Esports Association. CK Dalival is joining me. CK, good afternoon. Thanks so much for making the time. Good to talk to you again. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for uh, having me back. So, I, I mean, this was a resounding success, was it not? <laughs> Turns out esports uh, in our community and beyond not really going anywhere, right? I don't think so, no. Uh, I think it's just getting started, to be perfectly honest with you. So tell me a little bit about what you expected to see in terms of turnout versus what you got. Yeah, so I mean, you know, our initial goal for this event was to reach at least 400 to 700 uh, people from across Alberta or just people uh, in Canada who are interested in participating in eSport-based activities and wanting to learn about how to get engaged. Uh, so with that number in mind, we, we, you know, had some certain resources and things like that in place to assure we could reach those audiences and have a good enough experience. Uh, what we saw for our final count was over 3,500 tickets purchased for our event, wow. uh, which is phenomenal. Like, it's, it's much more than what we had, as I mentioned, initially anticipated for, but I don't see that as a bad thing at all. I think that, you know, the stories that we're going to be able to tell post-event I think are much more exciting and, and hopefully give a little bit more hope for individuals wanting to kind of break into this industry. So this was an event where there were um, there were multiple tournaments that, that went down uh, you know people could compete uh, and and come as teams right can you sort of define what it is to, to be a team for participating in an esport and and sorry sort of who was this event for who came to it? Yeah, so uh, I guess in terms of who it was for, realistically, this event was really about bringing people together through a common you know, place, which would be kind of esports and gaming, and bringing this community that's obviously evolved quite a lot since the pandemic, and now having them kind of in one focal place kind of gets you in a different headspace, right? Like you're not just on a digital platform anymore you're not on you know your different channels like discord you're in person talking to people seeing the emotion and and kind of uh, sharing the excitement that kind of happens to these tournaments so for us like that was a really big focus and our target demographic for this event was actually like families we really wanted to ensure that parents as they understand this space is evolving there's a lot of you know news about how playing video games is bad for you and all the you know negative stigmas around that and there's a lot that we can't fix i think there's still a lot of that but even in our own communities we really try and help educate people around the importance of mental health and well-being um you know how you kind of combine this industry and the stuff you learn within this industry to your personal professional career that sort of piece so our demographic being parents and families in mind was really to ensure that they one come down and learn something to understand understand you know why are the kids so excited about this industry and then three to let them know that you know there's colleges and universities within our province that are initializing more programs and that's both from a club and academic standpoint all the way down to the actual education offered within these institutions to help get people into this industry if that makes sense you know there's a term ck esport athlete and i think
think that a lot of people, you know, would sort of grimace at the idea of what of what that means and you know, you know you're right you're right to say that there is still a stigma i think that really needs to be lifted when it comes to this area and i personally need to wrap my head around it a little bit as well <laughs> when we're talking about people that are really that are training and you know they're they're trying to get into this industry and do it professionally you know that's that's one thing but can this be something that's beneficial to kids even if they're not training with the ultimate goal of doing this professionally are they athletes in some way is this is this good for kids yeah for sure so i guess to kind of dial back to the other thing you kind of mentioned around like what is a team right like how do you participate so just in terms of of participation it also depends on what kind of game you're playing so there's some games that require, you know, uh, three people on a team, five people on a team, so on and so forth, and that will change based on those titles. So a popular game right now is something called League of Legends that will require five players on both sides. So that's uh, a total of 10 people within that match. And then that team, you know, using, again, League of Legends as an example, will have to understand how to strategically position themselves within a game, communicate effectively to ensure that the common goal that they're trying to achieve is, is there. Uh, and at that same time, too, there's often you know prizes and, and stuff on the line so this is less of um, you know you're just playing for fun these esport athletes if you will are trying to win cash and win recognition to get you know greater recognition for their schools their, their personal teams whatever that may be so there's kind of like a, a wide kind of variety of things to kind of dive in there but when we think about these teams and I'll, I'll get to kind of this skill development piece uh, around the youth these teams require a few different things. So you need, obviously, like a regular sports team, a manager, somebody reaching out to uh, other schools, other associations, other groups, tournaments, all that kind of stuff to schedule their teams. They also need to ensure that they have, you know, a coach, somebody that's watching the gameplay, understanding how they can improve that gameplay to to win those games and also understand the nuances that change within these games. Uh, and then, of course, you do need, you know, your marketing and promotions team to ensure that you're creating content, um, helping elevate, you know, what your players are, are doing in the marketplace to kind of give a little bit more structure to those teams overall. So there's still quite a bit of overlap between, you know, a traditional sports organization and what they'd be doing and, and one of these teams. Now, in terms of that development piece, there's a lot more research coming out uh, from different places across the States and also in Europe and in the places across the globe that have started to highlight the importance of, of having something like this. Now, when we're on a sport team, and I'm, I'm assuming you've played sports in the past, um, we have to develop some of these soft skills we don't necessarily think about. So, for example, if I'm playing soccer and I'm running around on a field by myself, if I don't say anything to my teammates and then I'm not actively communicating with them, we're probably not going to perform that well or sure. we're going to miss out on some opportunities to win. So there's that. But there's also some of those other aspects around critical decision-making, right? So when I am thinking about what play I'm going to be making within this game, one wrong move could cost our entire team that game. So you need to be able to understand the changes that are happening at any given moment within that game. You know, that could be a rotation on the map, you know, one team going from one side to a different place. You have to be paying attention to all of those features. Uh, and at the same time, too, quite a bit of mental resiliency. When we're thinking about what students are, um, you know, engaged with in today's day and age, a lot of this is online. And so we have to understand how are we forming some of those skills on how they can build resiliency through any kind of method. And I think that with esports and gaming, it provides a unique way to create that engagement while conditioning those uh, youth and individuals to understand mental resiliency is a lot more than just, you know, 
sticking through it and doing your best. It's really about how you're behaving under stress and how you react to that stress. And I think we're seeing a lot more of this names across universities and, and some of the smaller institutions and schools that we have in Edmonton, for example, with students who are coming out of these programs, you know, referencing that they feel more confident in their decision-making ability, their ability to communicate and develop some of those soft skills they need in, in you know, their daily life. So there's a lot of different ways that you can uh, look and see how this is impacting students for the better. Uh, I think the problem is it's not as accessible right now because it's still relatively new. So some schools that have already jumped in head first are, are really starting to see the benefits of this. And even, you know, other communities like, uh, or cities rather, like Lethbridge, are places that people wouldn't expect uh, talented players to come out of, but it's producing some of the best players in Alberta right now. So I feel like when we look at how is this beneficial for students, youth, or people wanting to get involved in this space, it can feel kind of hard to quantify because it's something you're doing online. Sure, yeah. But I think that by bucketing yourself in that kind of space, you miss out on all the potential opportunity for development that's happening. So ultimately, does the event that took place over this weekend and the the huge turnout then just just make schools say, we need to prioritize this, we need to start going down this road if we're not already? Is that sort of the direction that you think might uh, might take off from such a successful event? I mean, that's the hope, right? I think that's definitely something we want to, to do. We had a lot of panels as well. Uh, from various people within the community and various kind of industry experts as well to kind of highlight their experience and what they're seeing in their um, schools, what they're seeing kind of abroad, more specific towards Alberta for sure. But I think that after this weekend, the conversation for teachers who've already started their programs are going to be a lot easier to uh, translate to some of their administrative staff. There, There is already a lot of eSport programs that exist within Alberta. The problem is the majority of them are run by teachers purely on a volunteer effort. So they're doing everything when they have time to set up their students for success, you know, providing that coaching, providing that mentorship, providing, you know, the resources to have it in place. What my hopes are now is we have something to go back to these stakeholders and say, so here's what's going on. Here's how interested people are. People are expecting us to grow this, but we do need government support. And this was also highlighted in the Alberta eSports strategy released in December. That kind of highlighted that in order for this industry to grow, there needs to be government support and government needs to understand what's actually going on here. So now that we have numbers to go back to them with and say, we have people who are interested, now these schools really need support. I think it's going to move along a lot easier than we had, had initially intended, but I still think there's quite a bit of work to go. Well, it'll be really interesting to watch it. Uh, I can't wait to see where this goes. As we mentioned on the outset, it's certainly not going anywhere. CK, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Really appreciate the follow-up conversation. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Take care.